Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Monday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlick and McLean podcast presented by Ingalls, the official supermarket of Gramlick and McLean. And there were five ACC games this weekend. One of them, a real go ACC moment, Mac. We will get to that. It's it's very possible that you're a Louisville fan and Louisville let you down. Yeah, you're maybe not shocked. Maybe you thought you know this could happen, but Ingalls will not let you down, Mac. We know that. For a fact, if you're tailgating, if you're taking a quick trip to the beach this fall, which is what we just did before basketball season really gets going, Ingles is your spot for your road trip needs, for your tailgating needs, for all that good stuff. That's right, KT. No doubt about it. I know the beach trip was super fun. Uh, and you mentioned basketball season. You, you took kind of your last hurrah there uh, before we jump into it. We also have the Asheville Championship, which Ingles, of course, is a major part of. Uh, and the Clemson Tigers are playing in that along with Maryland. Uh, so you got to go check that out. Go to the AshevilleChampionship.com. Get some tickets. It's right down the street in the hub of the Ingalls universe yes. <laughs> right there in Asheville. So anyway, before we break down these games, let's hear from our friends really quickly over at Ingalls. It's time to discover the convenience and time savings of contact-free pickup with Ingalls Curbside. Just visit shop.ingalls-markets.com or download the app. And your Ingalls personal shopper gets to work with specialized training on how to select the freshest items for a pre-scheduled pickup. They'll even text you with updates. You pull up to a designated space and your personal shopper delivers your items right to your vehicle. Fresh, fast, and affordable. It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Mac, let's talk about the ACC team that I would say really stepped up to the plate here, and that's North Carolina. Number 12, North Carolina beat number 25, Miami, 41-31. to Honestly, maybe not as close. Miami scored some in that fourth quarter to make it a little closer. Drake May was really good. UNC ran the ball well. Tez Walker, oh my goodness. This guy takes it. He takes UNC from good to possibly great. And then, Mac, we saw kind of a continuing theme with Miami and these mistakes. That was a problem for them. Yeah. No, it really was. And and I think, you know, at first, that first half, I mean, it was very uncomfortable. And I thought my uh, my go ACC moment was really going to take over. And I'm just like, oh, man, here we go. This is not going to be a fun postgame show Saturday night. Uh, and then the second half, the, the heels really responded um, and, and were able to make things happen. Four turnovers for Miami yeah. again, mm. uh, two fumbles, two picks. Uh, a lot of penalty yardage for really both teams. North Carolina had 147 yards of penalties. That's crazy that they won the game and weren't affected more because of that, uh, right at 70-ish for Miami. But it was more of the timing of the Miami yes. ones that, that was pretty brutal uh, for, for them there. And, again, really a tale of two halves. I mean, Miami played very well uh, you know, in the first half. Got after Drake May, hit him a bunch. I think they had like five sacks, KG. Mm-hmm. Um and just we're, we're getting after them. 11 tackles for loss as a defense. Uh, they looked exceptional. And then North Carolina woke up. <laughs> North Carolina said, no, nah, we're good. We, we got this. And, uh, you know, it, it was interesting because I kind of thought that that's how it would go just because this offense is so good, right? Like when you look at them, they can run it, they can pass it, and eventually you're going to have to choose. Like what, yeah. what do I try to take away? 
Um, and, and I will say they they kind of, you know, funnily enough, they, they actually limited the pass okay. It was just some big plays, and Tez Walker, they, they could not. I mean, he went mm-hmm. nuts for a hat trick there. And it was like every different way you can think of of, of catching and, and scoring a touchdown. Uh, you saw the speed. You saw the elite route running, great catching, great hands. And then, as you said, Amarian Hampton just went nuts. I mean, for nearly 200 yards, uh, you know, a touchdown, just a battering ram. Uh, so this North, North Carolina team continues to just be super impressive. Thought the defense was excellent. Uh, and as you mentioned, outside of you know, really the, that 14-point fourth quarter, it was a blowout. Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't even feel close in the second half with Carolina scoring 21, like in a blink of an eye in the third quarter. The run game was a huge differentiator in this game. Omar Hampton for North Carolina. Miami couldn't really run the ball. They put a lot of pressure on TVD to make plays, and that's where you get some mistakes. I thought the fumbled snap in the third quarter was a really big turning point, too. I mean, that's the kind of mistake that you can't happen. Uh, but Cayman Rucker, who joined us this past week, our guy had two and a half sacks and two and a half tackles for a loss. And he talked about uh, with Drake May. He said, look, what makes Drake May so good is that He's so cerebral and he knows what's coming. But the main thing, too, is he doesn't get rattled. And especially in that first half, Miami still did a really good job. I mean, they finished with five sacks and 11 tackles for a loss. They did a good job of getting after Drake May. But he it felt like a more mature version, Mac. And you always talk about this with Drake May last year. Just throw it away. You know, you don't have to make a crazy play. Just throw it away. And he did that. It felt like he continued to buy UNC possessions. And then when the explosive plays happened, that's when he blew it open. But I thought that was a, even though Drake's completion percentage was not amazing, part of it is because he was making good decisions by getting rid of the ball. Right, which that that's a part of it, right? Mm-hmm. It, it comes with the territory there. Uh, sometimes it's, it's much more, um, you know, appealing to try to take a shot, to try to get it to your guy win. Just, hey, just get rid of the ball. Let's live to fight another down. Let's just punt. Let's not be in a bad situation. Let our defense stand tall. And, you know, two guys that really just, and they, they really jump off the screen every time I watch them. And that's Cayman Rucker from UNC, who, again, as you said, we had on two and a half sacks, but was just a, a menace all game long. I mean, pressures. I wish that we could track that uh, on our app here because he was in the backfield all day. I mean, just absolutely elite. Miami trying to throw everything at him, double teams, chips, running backs, tight ends. It didn't matter. Like, he was affecting the play. He was affecting the timing of the play. And then the other guy – a true freshman, Reuben Bain, yeah. uh, from Miami, freaky game. I mean, he's just—he's a bad boy, and uh, you know, I think we're—we're—he's he, going to be a draft pick, super high, stays healthy, um, just a guy to watch out for the rest of his time here. And really, he's just so different, KG. You know, because there's things that show up um, in his film and how he goes about it. He—he he got a absolute monster sack on Drake. In the end zone, ball comes out, safety, touchdown, whatever it could be. You know, luckily for North Carolina, a guy picks it up and, and gets it out of the end zone there. And he's not celebrating. He's not excited. He's like, this is he's what like I did. He's clapping his hands. Well, he's clapping his hands in disappointment that number one, he didn't get the safety in the end zone. And number two, they didn't get the ball. Like, who does yeah, that? Especially a young cat, a young freshman. Um, and then just his emotions after the game. I mean, he was. He was torn up and, uh, you know, just not a loser. You know, he, he does not like to lose. He, he's won a lot of football. And uh, I think he's going to be a key foundational piece, you know, for this team and where they get, you know, fast forward three years, two and a half years, whatever it is from now. Uh, I think we look back and say that was one of the guys that 
you know, they built whatever they're going to build upon. That's a good observation there, Mac. I, I like where you're coming from there. And we talked about it too with, you know, which team, actually, I think you said it specifically, which team can run the ball in this game, which, which team can establish the run help out that quarterback? Because both of these D lines, as we're mentioning with Rucker and Bain have some guys. And so they're going to be able to get to the quarterback. And I just keep going back to what Mac Brown said to us in the off season. I want the run stopped. Well, that was, right. that was it. I mean, that was the differentiator here, Mac. And I know, again, Miami scored 31, but 14 of those in the fourth quarter when the game was kind of decided. The improvement of this defensive unit for North Carolina with a lot of the same players is so impressive. And I think nationally people are talking about Drake May, maybe even more so because Caleb Williams went through three picks at Notre Dame, even though Penix might be the guy at this point. But (laughs) – I just, I really can't get over how much better this defense is. It's kind of mind blowing. I know. It's super nice to see, right? Because it's just guys finally buying in. I mean, for years now, we, we've been calling for it. Two years ago, I got absolutely tricked and thought these <laughs> guys were going to be dominant. Um, and now they're they're starting to play to their level, and guys are doing their part, and you know, just stepping up for their team. And and you bring in a couple of pieces, especially in the back end, which you know, I know they gave up almost four hundred yards, but still competitive and, and making things happen, and you know. It's fun to see that Cedric Gray, my gosh, yeah. is a war daddy. I mean, that dude is so good. That pick, TVD never even saw him. I mean, he he was right there in coverage, kind of lingering the whole time, following his eyes. And Tyler thinks it's an easy, you know, hitch route there, wide open, and just boom, like a a freaking jaguar. You know, he jumps up and, and snatches that ball. Uh, and, and so it was a thing of beauty uh, to see there. And yeah, hundred percent, this defense is playing at a very high level. Very fun to watch. Um, and I will say this about Tyler Van Dyke too. I mean, he amazing. Yeah, he threw the ball nearly fifty times. Just the turnovers, almost four hundred yards, but the turnover bug snuck back up and and lost them a football game. So it's a uh, it's an interesting path ahead of them with Clemson coming to town this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, what do you want to do? How do you respond? And, and kind of where are you as a football team? I, we asked that last week. I think that is another question that we'll talk about on Friday. And I think it's more of a concern now just because you've done it two games in a row. A lot of Miami fans were in our mentions saying, well, the Georgia Tech game was just a fluke, the three picks that he threw. Now, no one's doubting TVD's talent, but you got to take care of the ball. And when you look at UNC going forward, Virginia, Georgia Tech, Campbell, okay. Let's go. (laughs) Could we see, and Duke, of course, with the one loss in Notre Dame, we're getting to Duke. That Duke-UNC game on 11-11, November 11th, it's going to be lit. Yeah. Who would have I will thought? say this, though. Right. Who I know. I, I will say this, though. Georgia Tech. Yeah, that's true. Because of last year, the heels. and it's in last Atlanta. Last two years. Last two years. They've owned them. Whew. So, lock in. All right. Let's go. No, don't. Don't. I don't want to. Okay, I see eight in coverage. Figure it out. Run the football. And that's, I think, Wait, the biggest difference, the right? Difference. They couldn't. They yeah, couldn't last year. Exactly. This year, what do you want to do? You know, how do you want to defend us? They'll line it up and, and do whatever it takes. So, Huge kudos to them. Carolina playing as literally the second best team in the league, most consistent. And, and we talk about their schedule every time, KG, but five power five teams. Yes. And they have aired all five of them out, like beat down. Double digits. It's, it's, Double it's digit very victories. impressive. Very impressive to see what North Carolina is doing. Yes. One, 100% Mac. And UNC, they should continue to roll. We, we will see with the Georgia Tech, the Nate McCollum <laughs> revenge game uh, that, you know, oh, okay. I like could be that. a true go ACC moment. Mac, let's talk about this Duke game because you and I both were right. North Carolina covered. 
I continue to bet against Duke, and I don't know why. I mean, I don't look, either. Can, can you apologize to Duke yes, Nation? Can you tell I them should. why you don't like them or something? Well, look, my mother went to Duke. Like, I, I don't get it. I grew up a Duke fan. Do we need fan. to talk? Do we need to bring your mom on the podcast? Is that what we need? <laughs> talk through this. Talk through these issues. <laughs> I apologize. I do. I want to apologize to all Duke fans out there. Duke football, Mike Elko, none of them care that I didn't pick them. So don't <laughs> worry. I'm very aware of that. But Duke, man, number 17 Duke beats NC State 24 to 3. This game was an absolute beatdown with a backup quarterback who also threw a pick on the first drive. And you're thinking, oh, no. What's going to happen? I was thinking, oh, no. I was thinking, You were oh, thinking no. Kelly's right. Kelly's right. I was right. like, oh, gosh. Kelly was EJ, not right. EJ was with you. EJ was on the NC State team. And uh, we're sitting there, and he just kind of looks at me. I'm like, oh. Yeah, not, yeah. This is not, this is not good. Because, again, part of my Go ACC moment, it was all happening at once. It was. my brain's just Louisville swimming. Mm-hmm. Yes, Louisville. We'll talk about you in a second. Oh, parts. God, do we have to. Uh, but my head was just swimming. This is not good. Like, this is code red. And uh, then, of course, defense just, man, they are so good. Yes. And, and it's electric. I mean, fast, physical, aggressive yeah. is the best way to, to, to really dial these guys up. They were hitting so hard. I mean, getting after the quarterback, four sacks, a mobile guy. But just the way they fly around. And, and one guy that you know, we really need to start giving some more love to is, is Trey Freeman. In the mm-hmm. middle of this defense, at linebacker, you know, all preseason, I was talking about how great the defensive line in secondary we're going to be. And I kind of left that middle group out because when you lose a guy like Shaka Hayward and, and you don't know who's going to step up and who's going to be the guy, but Trey has stepped up. I mean, he is balling, had 15 tackles, uh, you know, in, in this game, which is absurd. Uh, a couple of tackles for loss as well. So flying mm-hmm. around, but everybody doing their part. And, and one more guy, sorry to, t- to kind of single people out here, Brandon Johnson, the safety, uh, you know, for Duke is unbelievable. I mean, so not not just reactive, because I do think reactive is important because you, you have to have that ability to to see something and then snap to it. But also his film study, how cerebral he is, and his anticipation is nuts. I mean, that that showed up a ton against Clemson. Um, and obviously it's a little different because when I'm there, I get to see stuff like that quicker. Mm-hmm. It was just like that against NC State. He was flying around, making plays and just triggering before the ball's even in the air. And you're like, how the heck did he know that was going there? So very impressive. Coach has these guys dialed in defensively. Um, and then when you don't have your guy, that, that's kind of what right. we spoke about on TV a bunch. When you don't have Riley, I just thought the whole team was going to galvanize even more, come together and say, we've got to do this for our guy. And I think that's exactly what we saw, a 360 team effort. Mac, th- this is what mature programs do. When you have a backup in there, Belin the fourth, and he he made some big plays, but again, only four for twelve for 107 hey, yards. Hey, listen, when 50 percent of your passes go for touchdowns, yeah, that's you're a good, good day. Two tutties. So he he did what was ne- what was needed from him, but I think the difference is when you can go do that without your guy in Riley. Yeah. To me, that that means you can go out there and just kind of bully the other team. You can right. be more physical. You can win the lines of scrimmage and you can run it. And that's what Duke did. It, it's mind blowing to think in, sorry, NC State fans, whatever year this is of the Dave Doran era, 10, 11, that Duke is the better program, not team, right. not team, right. program in year two of Mike Elko. That, 
Yeah. That's kind of unbelievable. I think NC State fans are very, very frustrated right now, Mac, and they right. and rightfully so. No, I, I don't think there's any question about that either. And it's you know, you look at why and you look at how, um, you know, when you say that and, and what you look at for, especially this season. And this is unfortunate. NC State fans probably agree with me here, but you know, North Carolina State has missed on some transfers. Mm. Like they, they've gone out and gotten some guys that maybe they believed, hey. This right. certain person, whoever it is, not just a QB, I think the last couple of years, you go and get people, bring them in. I don't know what that collective looks like. This is a whole new world where now you're getting money that's being spent to, to bring and entice guys into that just hadn't worked, that you've missed. And, and it, it's something that stinks. And, and it's tough because you know there, there's not only investment in time and, and you know trying to get guys, but also financial investments. And, and that's a tough situation. So that's a big deal. Uh, the the lack of skill players is, yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Um, the lack of a run game is crazy. I know they ran for a hundred yards, but I mean, it, listen, Coach Warren and this staff, right? It is a blue collar dude. I want to go. I want to do this and that. And they just they aren't that right. You know, no. physically running the football, and, and I think that's you know that's tough. Three yards of rush ain't cutting it. You know, and and so then you got a Duke team that's punching you in the mouth with. Jordan Waters, 123 yards on the ground with 13 carries. I mean, very impressive. Again, what they've done, how they've done it. Uh, Duke football is for real. They are. And it was, kind of, it was kind of one of those things where, you know, I put them on pause. I wasn't going to negatively affect them. Wasn't going to give them any credit without doing it, without seeing with Riley who they are. And I'm I'm cool. Like, I'm, I'm good with, with this and, and the things that they can do. So Friday's going to be fun. I cannot wait to discuss this massive game, Florida State and Duke. And is this what we might see twice? Ooh. Ooh. What about North Carolina? I know. Yeah. That's why the Duke-UNC game, again, is is (laughs) massive. And this game. Duke's on a playoff run coming up. I mean, that's that's where they are. And this game is super important. And, I mean, Louisville only has one loss. Just we'll get to that. But um, here's the thing, Mike. You talk about Duke with the backup and not Riley. You can beat NC State doing what they did. You can't beat Florida State doing what they did. They need Riley back. It feels like I saw something in warm-ups where he's still kind of limping. Do you he get the sense? Do you get the sense he's back for Florida State? I don't I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I, I thought the uh I thought the limp was a little telling. Like maybe yeah. not. Yeah. Maybe not. It was um, it seemed significant. Like he could not play. Yeah. He was I don't think so. If it was if the world was ending tomorrow, like he well, I guess he probably would have played. I don't know. That's a, that's a quite a drastic comparison. <laughs> I, I'll say this. I think that he wants to play. Well, yeah, for um, sure. For and I don't sure. think there's any question about that. But, I mean, we, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'll say this, though. This defense that they're going to face is going to be a big challenge. And, uh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a war. It's going to be a war in Tallahassee. Okay, I have two quick quick questions about NC State. Do you consider going back to Brennan? And does NC State make a bowl? Let me pull up the schedule. They have, I, I got you. They have four <laughs> wins. <laughs> they Their remaining games are Clemson oh, yeah. at home. Yeah, yeah, they're good. They're good. I see Wake they, and Virginia Tech. They okay. have to beat Wake and Virginia Tech, though. And Virginia Tech at home, Mac, this game's in Lane Stadium. Virginia right, Tech's man. playing a lot better. They are. So they I'm are. not super confident. <laughs> Do you consider going back to Brennan? Um, I don't think so. I don't I think mean, so either again, because you need to look ahead. You need to look yeah, towards it's, the future. It's the receivers. It's not, I don't think it's necessarily quarterback. Um, and I love what MJ said as well about how uh 
you know, we've got to make a decision as a team. What do we want to be? How do we want to finish this year? And I think that's, you know, a, a yeah, big deal for sure. a young guy to say that. And again, hopefully you can rally your team. Listen, Duke is a great team and you're playing another great team in a couple of weeks and then another great team after that with uh, Clemson and Miami. So it is, you know, decision time. What do we want to be? Who do we want to be? What can we make of this season where we are right now? I think that's, you know, very important. It is. All right, let's get to Louisville. Then we'll talk about the blowouts quickly with Florida State and Virginia Tech that rolled. Louisville gets embarrassed at Pittsburgh. We should have seen this coming, Mac. We should, is this our first season covering ACC football? Like, <laughs> we should have seen this coming. Pitt beats Louisville 38-21. to 21. Now, okay, Jawar Jordan gets hurt basically right at the beginning of the game. Not good. That was huge because yeah. Pitt could basically just tee off on Louisville. Yes. They knew they didn't have a run game. They were coming after Plummer, forced him to make mistakes. But still on the flip side, Pitt scored 38 points, and Vayer looked a lot better than the previous option. They ran the ball better. Do you put this more on Pitt or Louisville? We're partners. Too good of partners. I was literally, when you were done, I was going to ask you, who are you more <laughs> mad at? Pittsburgh well, or it's Louisville. annoying if you're Pitt. Like, why did you have to suck for six weeks? You know what I mean? It's annoying if you're us because we had to That's talk about this. That's we had to saying. look dumb saying how great we thought Pitt was going to be, mm. and then they stink it up. And why did and you stick this- with Jerkovic for so long? <laughs> and they get this stupid vase so where they just throw complaints. In. And then it was in the post game. Everybody's with the vase. Like the it's boss. so cool. The boss. I hate the boss, but if it works, keep using it. It ticked me off. I feel like Coach Rick right now. This is my beak. Pittsburgh to this point, yes. this game is my beak of the year because it's like, what are you doing? Why did it take this moment mm-hmm. to then to then embarrass the ACC <laughs> and beat Louisville, who you know we're putting on this pedestal and 14th <sighs> in the country, all these different things, uh, and it's like, man, nope. Man. See you later. Drop seven back. So it's it's so confusing. But from the non ACC perspective college football is amazing i mean yeah. you never yeah know. it's crazy you, you never no know clue. you never for know. a team to obliterate notre dame to then lose to <laughs> pittsburgh who is horrible at this point to then the team that they just beat blow out number whatever so, usc yeah. it's like <laughs> it is a crazy paradox and you just never know mm-hmm. so from that aspect it is fun from the louisville side it was a little bit getting exposed because I, I think it was some of maybe the complacency creeping in. Yeah. It was weird. It was weird. And we, you and I danced around it because we're like, why is this game so close? Yeah. What does Vegas know? Like Vegas knows. They might have known about the Jawar Jordan thing. That must have been it because no obviously that's it. I don't know how. I don't know how. They have a crystal ball. They uh, do. But that's a huge thing. That's a huge deal. And, and obviously really – like you said, handicapped, and they they threw the ball 52 times. Well, and it was it's raining, crazy. too. So when you don't have raining. Jawar Jordan and it's that kind of weather, that's going to be an issue. But Louisville had 15 more first downs. They outgained Pitt by a bunch, but they had three turnovers. That That's what it's going to be. And Pitt did not turn the ball over. Give them credit for that. Yeah. So, you know, go ACC. It's classic. Awesome. It's classic. Can Pitt <laughs> turn themselves around? We'll see. Yeah. Who knows? It's Who not knows? too late. Out, I guess. Let me let me pull up Pitt's schedule real quick here. They've got at Wake Forest, at Notre Dame, Florida uh, State, so yummy. Right. Uh, Syracuse, Boston College, at Duke. So who knows? They're going to have to you be know. Wake, Syracuse, BC, and then somehow be Duke, make a bowl. Or here's another deal: Notre Dame. How much implications are they going to put on, or, or 
variables are they going to put on on the ACC championship game? Already beating Louisville, who yeah. we thought maybe could get there, playing Florida State, <clears throat> playing Duke. Who knows? It's, it's, this might be a very interesting ending for the ACC as a, as a whole. Pitcher's out here trying to ruin lives. And He's you out know here ruining lives. I respect Coach it. Narduzzi loves that. He loves that. I respect that. it. Yeah, you know, you know Narduzzi's <laughs> happy about it. Okay, Relish is speaking, in it. Speaking of great teams, though, Florida State just destroys Ooh. Syracuse. I mean, kills them. 41 to 3. Schrader got food poisoning on Friday, so they didn't put him back in like after the third quarter. Did you, that did was you see the that? Word. I was looking for that. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that. I was looking yeah. for it. I couldn't find it. Dino said he had food poisoning on Friday. I don't know where they ate in Tallahassee, you know. Yikes. But that didn't really matter. Florida State was just too good. Keon Coleman. Oh Buddy. my goodness. Dude is an absolute freak. That, is. that is how you use the portal. If you're anybody. Go find a guy like Keon Cole. If you're who? Who, who specifically? Anybody, Mac. Anybody. <laughs> He's so just good. Just a general, I mean, that, yeah, you just know, a general, general comment. General statement. <laughs> That's right. That, that catch that he had over the middle. Oh, my God. One hand snag. I mean, just crazy. And then a couple plays later, Freak. the beautiful kind of fade touchdown there. The pump returns. I mean, the guy had mm-hmm. 240-something yards of total offense. Hadn't been done since Peter Warwick. Um you know, just really freaky the, the way he plays the game. And, uh, you know, just, again, a great balanced attack from Florida State. It was great to see JT kind of ripping it downfield. Uh, had 280-something yards there. And, again, the running attack close to 200. So it, it's not these crazy gaudy numbers that maybe we thought we would see from this offense, but it is very balanced, very kind of what do you want to do, how do you want to stop us, and uh, again, I think this team's getting better, and mm-hmm. I think that we haven't seen the best version of them yet. Friday's going to be agree interesting. with that. Friday's going to be fun. Friday's going to be fun. JT needs to stop having these little injury scares because it is stressing me out. But he seems to be okay. Yeah, and I, I like, like those. I like how Mike Norvell said after the game we have to be better. I, I like how they're not they're not happy, you know, yeah. with what they're doing. I mean, you it's had a couple sign. of really key drops. I mean, you, your yeah. running backs and tight ends still haven't played really your best game, drops. like you said. Yeah. And maybe even some some weird penalties. I think just kind of uncharacteristic. Had, had yeah, had fifty yards of penalties. Um, so it's there, and they're acknowledging it, which is exciting. Um, and, and again, just how much better can this team be? Because truly, it does feel like I, I know a lot of people are saying, uh, you know, Georgia and Michigan look better than anybody in the country. I don't know if I'm buying that. I really don't, especially with uh, you know old old, old Bowers. Yeah, if hurt he's now, yeah. I mean, he's mm-hmm. the guy for Georgia you take him away that's a I don't know that's that's not a great offense yeah. um and then Michigan hadn't played anybody the so let's see so we'll bad. see let's all be honest with ourselves <laughs> good lord um well you know when you play Indiana and uh Purdue all the time it's it's not, it's not I saw a stat today so Iowa won a football game with 37 passing yards wow how because many punting yards the big did they, have? they probably had quadruple punting yards. it's just it's so ugh, never mind okay last game Mac. <laughs> And stop me if you've heard this before, because I have said this in October. I said it about Georgia Tech. I said it about our friends at Boston College. And I'm going to say it again. Virginia Tech's making a bowl. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's going bowling. Everybody. Virginia Everybody's Tech six beats, and six. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. They beat Wake Forest 30 to 13. Kyron Drones has another really, really good game. We know against Florida yeah. State he struggled, but... He was just excellent. And I think more importantly for Virginia Tech in this game, the defense and specifically the rush defense, which had been obliterated by a lot of different teams, 
held Wake to basically nothing. They forced Wake to bench Mitch Griffiths. That Wake's got a lot of issues figuring out what's going on there. But Virginia Tech continues to be really good at home. And Kyron Drones continues to emerge as I think he's the guy. Right. And that's important. Two things you just said. Number one, obviously, far and away, number one, your quarterback developing and turning into a guy. You know, 380-something yards total, yeah. two touchdowns. Very important, right, for that guy to be confident and for that guy to be good and, and the eligibility that he has left. But the second piece is winning at home, winning for those fans, rewarding those fans because they are so good each and every year uh, and, and show up and show out. I think the other thing you mentioned, the stopping the run, that's now two games in a row against Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. or not in a row, but two games against yeah. Pittsburgh and against a Wake Forest that it's been electric and they've shut it down. And they all uh, have also gotten after the quarterback. Seven FSU, they got killed. Sacks. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I was it. like, who they play? Who they play? Oh, it was FSU. Uh, We're seeing <laughs> steps in the right direction. Yards. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're not playing a playoff team, you're doing awesome. You're doing so well. Uh, you know, my guy APR there, transfer from Florida, four sacks, uh, just went off. I mean, was unblockable all night long. So great to see that. Great to see development. And again, it's building blocks. You know, it, it's figuring this thing yeah. out. It's, this it's was being a able rebuild. To get going. 100%. And still actively is. I mean, they're getting pieces. Uh, you've got Wake, or excuse me, you got Syracuse at Louisville, at Boston College, NC State, at Virginia. So find a way. Let's go. Let's make it happen. They are going to be Syracuse at home. They're going to be yep, NC like State that. at home. And then they're going to beat Virginia and they're going to go bowling. Okay. You heard it here first, Hokie fans. <laughs> Probably not first. But I'm just out here guaranteeing uh, bowl games. That's what I do, Mac. And right. I'll, I'll be Doesn't here. Matter. I'll be here all week. I'm proud of you. Those were our five games this weekend. Truly the – How do we do? How do we do? How do we do picking? Well, Tell the people. Um, you did better than me. I know you're shocked. So you <laughs> went four, four – one, I think. You went four and one. And I went three and two because I Woo! picked against you. You know what? The way I'm going this year, I'll take three and two at this time. <laughs> three but Mac bad. is killing Mac, you are now 33 and 20 against the spread. Great number. That's my basketball number. Love that. Go to Vegas now. I'm going. I'm on the way. I'm out of here. Get on the plane. <laughs> Let's go, KG. This was fun. Fun weekend. Small weekend, but fun and very impactful. Uh, and that's what we're going to get moving forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- there are some great games. The ACC, man, has done an unbelievable job of positioning themselves to have very meaningful football. Meaningful football. Yeah, meaningful football games. At the end of October and November here. And, man, bowl season is going to be fun. KG's promising the entire league is going. Uh, so we're excited about uh, that. Everybody's- not Wake Forest. Oh, excuse not me, not Wake. Okay, okay. There's two. Wait, well, maybe Pitt. Maybe, maybe Pitt. not NC State. That's where I am at this time, and probably right, not. Well, now we're, well, Syracuse. Now we're now we're just tearing hearts out. We were doing well. Yeah. Now we're just hurting people. Sorry, everybody. So anyway, it's going to be fun. A lot of fun stuff is happening. A lot more heartbreak on the way. I am kind of predicting this. It's not going to be good, uh, but can't wait. We're going to have a massive episode on Wednesday, kind of helping us preview a big game. This week, and I've only alluded to it 100 times so far this episode. <laughs> we'll let y'all figure that out. It'll be a little bit of a surprise. And then Friday, of course, jumping back into these games. Another smaller weekend, but like I said, impactful games throughout uh, really the rest of the way. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, big shout out to our sponsors over at Ingles, our partner there. And, of course, we need you guys. We need your help. We need you over here. We need you on YouTube. We need you to subscribe, leave some comments, come join this party. We have too much fun. And, of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe there. We'd greatly appreciate it. But until next time, we'll see you all.